Hello, Sophie with you again for another episode of the Summit Health and Wellness Podcast. Today, I'm talking all about the mind-body connection. I just want to get straight into this one today because it's fresh in my mind. I have just recorded a video all about this for my clients who come and see me in practice. So if you don't know, I'm a chiropractor. I've been a chiropractor for, gosh, about 11 years now, I think. And I'm constantly, you know, educating people who come in to see me on lots of different topics, obviously all health-related. But this one was really interesting because I think... A lot of the time when people have any types of aches or pains, we very much just think of the physical component involved with that. And what really surprises me, you know, is that we see all ages in the practice. So babies, kids, teenagers, all the way through to the elderly population. And people sometimes go, well, why do you see kids and teenagers? Like, surely they're not in pain. But they are. And even sometimes we see people who structurally should be in so much pain because they've got lots of degeneration, wear and tear, arthritis. But their pain is actually quite um, moderate mild and then we'll see clients come in and you know we do lots of functional tests sometimes we take x-rays as well we might look at an x-ray and go wow actually structurally you're doing pretty well but you're presenting like you're crippled over and you can hardly move right which of course isn't funny I don't know why I'm laughing there but what I mean is just how you're feeling and how you function are two completely separate things. And lots of research and studies has been done on this. So why do we focus so much on just that physical component? It's like the different types of stresses on our bodies. You know, sometimes people see degeneration in their spine and they're like, but how? How can that happen? Because I've not had a car accident, not had any major falls. And it's like, it's not just that which causes disease in your body and degeneration there's very much a chemical component which is like things we're eating medication we're having our environment so some of those things are like out of our control but there is a huge emotional component and this is all about that mind body connection so everything I'm talking about today comes from two books you know I love to share a book the first being your body speaks your mind I've got lots of um bookmarks in this of things I want to share with you today so I will be flicking through these pages so you'll have to bear with me today I haven't read the whole of this book I have just skipped to the bits which um, have felt appropriate to me because what this book tells you is different lists of symptoms, not just joint pain, but any type of health problem. And then it tells you some of the things which may be causing that. 
So the emotional things which can be causing that. Okay, so really great book. And then the second book I have been reading this month is called The Tapping Solution. So I actually belong to a fantastic book club which is run by a lady called Francesca Amber. If you don't know who she is, check out her podcast. It is amazing. It's called Law of Attraction Changed My Life. It's a really great podcast. I I feel I've mentioned this probably just last week. I'm obsessed with her podcast. So um, I talk about it all the time. It's really good. Make sure you listen to it. So the tapping solution, if you've never heard of tapping, It's also known as EFT, which is emotional freedom technique. It's one of those things which actually is quite difficult to explain. You almost just need to see it. So what I will do is I will leave a link in the show notes of some great tapping videos, which I follow by a guy called Brad Yates. It's working on your acupressure points. So you tap on certain points of your body. The first time you do it, you're going to feel like you've lost the plot and that you're a nut. (laughs) But what it helps to do is to release that emotional stress. So you normally start talking about all the negatives, which I know might seem a bit strange. um, But I suppose it's just that idea of getting the negatives out there rather than bottling them up. And then once you've spoken about that, you basically then go through the positive. So you're reframing the way your body and your mind associates with these negative thoughts, okay? Um, So yeah, these are the two books where I've got all the inspiration from for this podcast today. But what I wanted to start with... First of all, it's just a couple of questions, some things for you to think about. So this is from the book, Your Body Speaks Your Mind on page 173. There is a stress review. So this is a quiz to assess personal stress levels. There's there's seven questions. I'm not going to bore you with them all today. But I am just going to share a few just to get you thinking about how your stress is right now. Okay, so there's questions about your work. So do you feel you have too much on? Are you often doing overtime? Do you actually enjoy what you're doing? Do you feel fulfilled by what you're doing? There's questions about your family. So has there been something dramatic happen recently, like a death, a loss in the family? Maybe recently you've been married, separated or divorced, or is someone ill in your family? Are there any difficulties going on? There's questions about your relationship. So your primary relationship, is it a happy one? Um, Are there disagreements, perhaps maybe about money or children or lifestyle? preferences do you feel that you're able to sort of speak your mind or do you feel unable to stand up for yourself then there's questions about yourself so do you believe or have you been told that you are no good hopeless worthless or incapable so this is all coming to that self-love isn't it and those stories we've been told those things which 
People have maybe even said in just a passing comment, but we hold on to them, okay? So do you feel that you can talk to anyone about your feelings? Maybe you're feeling anxious, stra- uh, stressed, trapped, powerless. Um, maybe you're feeling angry about something. And then the last section is all about your health. So do you get tired or run down easily? So maybe you get colds often. Do you get regular exercise? Do you eat while doing other things? This is something I've spoken about before, okay? Is TV, alcohol, or food your main means of relaxation? Which for a lot of us, it is. Do you have any aches or pains? Do you drink more than two cups of coffee a day? And do you spend any part of the day being quiet and reflective? So I I know I flew through those. (laughs) Feel free to listen back and pause and just answer those questions in your head. Just to give yourself an idea of where your stress levels are right now. And maybe just give yourself a number on a scale of zero to ten. Obviously zero being like complete zen. You got your shit together. Ten being oh my god there are just too many fires to put out constantly and I'm overwhelmed and I'm stressed and I can't see a way through all this stuff that would be a 10 so just give yourself a number so you know where you are at emotionally okay so talking about our emotions back with pain any aches and pains you have, whether that's muscle tension, whether that's neck issues, headaches, back pain, or maybe you have been given um, a diagnosis. So maybe you've got something like sciatica, or you have fibromyalgia, or you have Crohn's. Now, whenever we get a diagnosis, what happens a lot of the time is that actually becomes part of us. And we internalize that to just, as I say, you know, become a part of us. So it's like, you know, I've mentioned before that I suffer with migraines. So that has unfortunately become part of me. I am Sophie and I get migraines, you know. Now, when we start to make that connection it actually then becomes partly ingrained in us and it becomes difficult to let go of, especially when you've been given a diagnosis by a doctor because, of course, they are higher authority and we always believe everything they say to be true. And, of course, that is the case, you know, when doctors give a diagnosis, that is what is going on but one thing I suppose we need to remember and keep in the back of our mind especially when it's not something like a a really serious or life-threatening diagnosis so when you have been told you've got sciatica as an example is that what we need to hold on to is that things can actually change so just like my migraines just because I've had migraines on and off for the past, I think it's eight years now. That does not mean that I am now for the rest of my life, you know, forevermore going to keep having migraines. And it doesn't mean that my migraines are just going to get 
worse and worse and worse. There are lots of things that I can do and that I do do as well to help with my migraines, okay? I don't just always need to be seen as or seeing myself as Sophie who has migraines. And we see this a lot, you know, when people get told they have this, they have that, and things change for them. You know, one common thing I see a lot in practice is people being told that they can't fall pregnant. They have these physical problems or their partner has these physical problems and they're told, you know, the chances of you falling pregnant naturally are very, very slim. And then what happens? They fall pregnant naturally. (laughs) Now, of course, that's not always the case. I'm not saying that if you have a physical problem to ignore your doctor, your doctor is not right, you will overcome it. What I am saying is that when we get told something, we sometimes then, without us realising, you know, everything we do a lot of time is unconscious, we hold on to that and we stop ourselves and we're actually stopping our body from being able to do what it potentially might be able to do. So when we have any type of symptom, it's sometimes a good idea to have a look at what that can mean on an emotional level, right? Because if we can deal with that and also, you know, deal with what's happening physically, we're giving ourselves a much better chance to actually recover. Because I see this in practice a lot when, you know, two people have the same symptoms, perhaps not the exact same background, but similar background. And one person responds very, very well to chiropractic care. Couple of sessions, they're cured, they're fixed, brilliant. And then another person could be coming in for months and they still just feel that it's not 100% right. It's not fixed, okay? And a lot of the time, this is that missing piece. Remember, we want to cover all angles when it comes to our health. So sharing from your body speaks your mind. I want to share a couple of symptoms and what this can mean on an emotional level. So back pain, just reading this from the book here. So the back is out of reach and out of sight. So this is the perfect place for hidden or repressed emotions or issues that you don't want to deal with because if you can't see them, how can anyone else? So um, it says here, are you pushing back your feelings, particularly rage, grief or guilt? Um, It also says, is something holding you back from moving forwards What would it have to, oh, sorry, what would it have to do to be a good back? Hmm. And do you feel unsupported or let down by somebody? Are you fearful of what lies ahead in the imminent future? And is your inflexible spine indicating an inner emotional stiffness? So if you're suffering with back pain, That's a few things that you can think of, okay? Some questions to ask yourself. 
So neck pain. Neck pain, it says here, is about a mind-body split and can create tension in the neck. So what constriction does your neck need to be released from? What feelings do you need to listen to? So one thing which I thought was quite interesting, if I find it. (laughs) So is someone being literally a pain in the neck, perhaps by asking too much of you? And it did say in one part, if I can find it, is that your neck, when you cannot move your neck freely, this implies stubbornness. Um, so what is needed to ease your neck and is it a case of I can't find this part but oh here it is so sorry so a stiff neck may also indicate an inability to make a decision so literally not knowing which way to turn I found that really interesting and then of course I want to share about headaches because as I said I get headaches I get migraines so some of the causes for headaches in general, not just migraines. So headaches can mean too much time spent in the head. It can also mean pushing yourself to overachieve, which definitely spoke to me in volumes because I'm always pushing myself to do more. It can also mean you have repressed feelings, that you have a rigid personality. So maybe you're stubborn or stubborn, sorry, or arrogant when I told my husband this. Um, he was trying his very best <laughs> to go, no, Sophie, you're definitely not stubborn by any means. So it says here, deep relax- relaxation and letting go of control will help. I'm definitely a control freak with everything. So that's definitely me. Also, it can be a lack of exercise, food or chemical allergy, and avoidance behavior. So something which you should be doing, but you're not doing. Also, it says here, which I found was interesting, it can actually be a way of getting attention, care, and love. So if you feel like you're missing like a love in your life, that may be a reason why you get migraines, it says here specifically. So really interesting. So your body speaks to you on lots of levels. So if you're suffering from some type of condition, get this book, Your Body Speaks Your Mind. I feel like I'm doing a promotion for this book right now. Um, But you can then flick to what it is you're suffering from and find out what that means on an emotional level. So what can we actually do about this? I would suggest for you to think about the symptoms you're having. Have you ever been given a diagnosis from your doctor? And I want you to really just take some time, this is your homework for the week, to take some time to think, what is it you believe to be true? So your doctor might have told you one thing, but what do you think? Because maybe you think it's worse than what the doctor has told you. Maybe actually you do have some hope and you think it is better than what the doctor has told you. And how do you see this being in your future? Because is it a case of you have this problem and you think it's going to get worse? Maybe you think the only answer is something like surgery 
or pain medication. Maybe perhaps a family member has this issue, so it's hereditary, and therefore you're telling yourself, this just runs in my family, there's nothing I can actually do here, because there are lots of things that you can do. And I'm not gonna go into them all, because it's a lot, so I'm gonna sort of break these down in future podcasts, There's some things here I've even spoken about beforehand anyway, but you can go and get some help. You can go see a chiropractor. You can go and get some therapeutic massage as well, which will help you on that emotional level too. And that's the beauty about chiropractic because it actually works on the nervous system. A lot of people think it's just bone cracking and it's just working on joints, but what it actually does is work on your nerves And, you know, that's all about the brain-body connection. So the mind-body connection, that is what chiropractic care does. So this can actually reduce your stress levels significantly. Now, if you're looking for things that you can do yourself, I would recommend things like some breath work. Just literally type in breath work on YouTube, find a video and follow it. So that will really help you let go of things. You can do EFT, which I mentioned earlier. So that book, The Tapping Solution. But again, as I said, I'll pop in the show notes. Brad Yates, follow some of his. Type in Brad Yates Health or Brad Yates Pain. I'm sure a video will pop up. And his are really great. They take like five to 10 minutes and not very long at all. So there's no excuse when it comes to time. And you literally just follow what he's doing, tapping on these different points. And you just repeat what he says. So he'll say X, Y, Z, and you just repeat X, Y, Z. So that's why you're going to feel a bit mad (laughs) when you're doing it for the first time. But it does work. And it's been shown scientifically that this works. Um, Another thing, journaling. Spoken a bit about journaling in a, a previous episode. So journaling is a really great thing. Just writing down how you feel about things and how you feel about the future. And then lastly, visualization, which ties in a bit with the journaling, because this is all about the future, and you want to see yourself in the way you want to be. So just like my health journey right now is very much focused on my weight loss, I am making a real effort to visualize me looking how I want to look, because if you can do that, it will soon become your reality. The main thing I want you to take away from this, I think today, though, um, as much as doing that homework, I want you just to have some hope of the possibilities. Because I think sometimes we get stuck in a rut. And Sometimes I think we don't like to focus on on what could be because we're scared, oh, if that doesn't happen, then I'm just going to feel really sad. I'm going to feel angry. I'm going to feel perhaps that I've let myself down. I'm going to feel that I've let others down, which are close to me. This is why a lot of people don't like to share when they're losing weight because they don't want to put themselves up on that pedestal because they feel that, oh, two months down the line, I know what I'm like, I would have fallen off the wagon, gone back to not exercising, gone back to not eating right, 
and then I'm going to have to say to everyone, oh, I've given up with that, and then that's going to make me feel even worse, and I'll probably end up putting more weight on, you know, so I just want you to just take some time to just dream and be excited about that, you know, feel those feelings of, wow, imagine, just for a moment, just imagine if that could happen, that I could not have any more migraines or any more back pain or that I could lose all that weight and be healthy and I could get into a really good routine with my exercise and I could eat fruit maybe, maybe every day I could eat fruit. Imagine how good I would feel if that was my reality. So that's all I have for you today. Hope that was helpful. As always, you know, give me some feedback. Let me know if you need any help. I'm just on Instagram all the time. That's where I live, at sophie.mcdermott. I hope you have a wonderful week. Please make sure you take some time to do the homework. I I do like to give you homework, and I always feel like a teacher when I'm saying this to you guys. I'm giving you some homework. But if you can just do a little bit each week for your health, Imagine where you will be in a year's time. You will be a changed person for the better. And you will be that person that you want to be and that you know that you can be as well. And this stuff doesn't need to take a huge amount of time. But as I say at the end of every podcast, you know, make yourself a priority. And what I mean by that is do make the time. Because if you don't, you you don't want to live with regrets and I see this so much in practice when people get older and they're like oh I've, I've really neglected myself if only I came it's this is what I hear all the time if only I came too sooner I wish I came too sooner because I know that it wouldn't be as bad it wouldn't take as long to fix I could be a, I could be feeling so much better I could have such a better quality of life but I just ignored it because it was a niggle And I thought, oh, well, like, I'll just get on with it. Or this is normal to feel a niggle, you know. So please, please, please make yourself a priority. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye.